We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to the Saturday edition of the show. Yeah, we got a, a nice little seven-game slate here. So, again, keeping it going this week with, you know, solid playable slates every night that aren't too big and aren't too small. So mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a really good week. I, I really like the, you know, the way everything's been turning out here. I wish the NBA – looks like the NBA started listening to a lot of the, you know, DFS players at some of these, you know, trade association meetings who have told them, you know, hey, one of the ways to improve your product is spread the games out a little bit. So, you know, there's playable games every night, and you'll get all of us who subscribe to League Pass to be able to watch our Daily Fantasy guys, you know, watching games every night now. Yeah, I think it's actually more of a benefit for the actual players than it is for the DFS community. But, I mean, who cares why it's happening? The important thing is, like, it's happening, you know, and it's to the benefit of everybody, players, you know, uh, fans and DFS uh, competitors alike. So we all love it, enjoy it, and now we have a nice uh, seven-game slate to talk about with some pretty good options here. We have a, um, you know, uh, you know, a, the Western, I guess, NBA Finals 
losers bracket of the San Antonio Spurs versus the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. on tap. So that that should be interesting there. We've got some um, some other uh, games. Who, who th- this looks like it could be um, some interesting situations here over with the Golden State Warriors uh, on the road at Philly. Uh, and we've got Detroit, Toronto, Denver, Indiana. So we're going to dive in here. Uh, Miles Turner, shout out to that guy, uh, who's finally made his way into the starting lineup. Gotta love that. He's going to be an option, uh, in the mix for Saturday. But let's go ahead and start it off like we always do here at the point guard position and talk about your top options here for the weekend. Yeah, I think, um, at the point guard spot, if I'm going to pay up, the guy who I like the most is probably Kyle Lowry, um, going up against Detroit. He's been really good lately, uh, playing 36 to 40 minutes. You know, he's scoring about, you know, over 20 points a game in his last couple. He adds a couple three-pointers for you, gets, you know, four or five rebounds, gets six or seven assists, um, two or three steals. So he basically produces across the board. Put up 56, 45, and 35 in his last three. Um, you know, so the 56-point game against the Knicks, the the 45-point game against Washington, like, that's what we're really looking for out of him. You're getting him for a little bit less than 9K, um, so you need probably about 40 fantasy points, and he's been able to produce that lately. He is one of the most underrated superstars in the league, in my opinion. Um, I feel like he doesn't get enough enough pub, enough credit, and John Wall hasn't been playing all that great. Um, don't love this spot for Steph Curry because I feel like they're going to blow Philly out. So if I'm paying up at all, it's probably going to be Kyle Lowry. Um, but the guy who I think is gonna I'm going to wind up with the most exposure to, depending on how much his price jumps, is going to be uh, Drew Holiday because lately he's just been unreal. Uh, 37, 58, 43 in his last three games. Had three games. He had a bad game against Detroit. Three games of 36, 38, and 37 before that. So if you're getting him at like that 7K range, you know he was a little bit below 7K all last week. As long as his price doesn't jump up too much, I think he's going to be a guy that I have on basically all of my cash and GPP rosters here today. But then if you're looking for a cheap option, you know, Norris Cole and George Hill are the two guys who I've been, you know, kicking back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think I like George Hill a little bit better because I like his matchup Uh, going up against Denver. Denver's a team we've been picking on all year. You know, Hill's still pretty cheap. He's only 5,100, which is the same price that Norris Cole is. Cole has been up and down. Like, he's thrown in some, like, 7 or 8x games and then followed it up with some, like, 3x kind of games. So I don't have as much faith in him. I would definitely rather roll Hill and Cash. Um, But I do think Norris Cole is another guy who has a little bit of upside for a tournament. And, again, it all depends on the injury situation. You know, if Tyreek Evans is limited or out and if Brow is still out, they're going to need other guys to step up. And, um, you know, Cole can do that. But, like I said, I think I like George Hill more. But Drew Holiday is probably my number one option. He's going to be on a ton of my rosters. Lowry's the guy I'm going to spend up for when I can. And then George Hill is probably the guy I would use as a salary saver if I need to. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly uh, as well. I think that's um, how it all uh, shakes out. And I just tried to make a case for some other guys um, that were sort of in the, in the cheapy territory. And it just didn't like them enough for for me to get really like heavily invested. The only thing I could really think of, you know, you maybe make trying to make a case for here of like for a well off the radar guy here is a guy like Sean Livingston who actually has paid off you know six um, you know, x in two of the past four games uh, because you know if you really feel like Philly's going to get run out of the gym there could be some extra minutes and time for him overall and he's thirty five hundred on DraftKings so there's that but for me personally I would rather just get invested in Drew Holiday and then even at a higher level. 
uh, than Drew Holiday, which is you know a perfect price at 6700, and that probably that price probably raises a little bit for Saturday. John Wall against Houston is going to be in the highest pace matchup, uh, you know, possible, and uh, Houston will be in the back to back. Uh, as well so that's you know something we can sort of take a closer look at too if you know you want to pay up uh another tier in uh to one of the you know top three options all right shooting guard up next here for the saturday slate we've got uh we got the beard we've got um you know clay thompson demar de rosen balled out he 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 made some cash for us here on thursday uh what do you want to do here among the top options at shooting guard i mean if you can afford to pay up for james harden i think he's the best guy in the best spot uh, Washington with that, you know, high pace that they play, you know, defensively, they're not all that great. You know, Harden's been playing pretty well lately, with the exception of that last game against San Antonio, which, you know, is, as we talk about all the time, is a team that we're willing to forgive anybody who doesn't play well against them, um, you know, because t- guys just don't play well against them on the other side. But the four games before that, he had 67 against New Orleans, he had 66 against Dallas, um, 54 against Milwaukee, and then 80 against Detroit. So, He's starting to pick up his game a little bit. You know, the scoring is something that we see that's up now for him. 33, 30, 23, 35, 20 in his last five games. You know, he's also rebounding pretty well. He had 17 rebounds in that uh, Detroit game, 15 rebounds in the Dallas game, 11 rebounds in the New Orleans game. You know, and he almost went triple-double in all three of those games. Um, You know, Detroit, he went 33, 17 boards, 14 assists. Dallas, he went 23, 15 boards, 10 assists. New Orleans, he went 35, 11 boards, 8 assists. So if you're going to get numbers like that out of, um, you know, James Harden, I think you got to find a way to kind of put him into your lineups. So he's probably one of the top guys that I'm looking at. They are on the tail end of a back-to-back because they play OKC on Friday night. So that's a little bit concerning. And obviously his price is always an issue. It's not easy to fit him in. But if you have the money to fit him in, I mean, looking down there from from him, there's nobody who I love. So when I fall into a situation like that, I usually either punt the position or go and spend up on the stud. And I think at shooting guard today, I'm going to go spend up on the stud because right now I can't find any punts that I really like and I can't find any guys in the mid-range who I really love. Yeah, well, for me, I think we can. Uh, I'm going to at least take a harder look at Will Barton at the shooting guard position. By the way, I'm all, obviously mm-hmm. all in on on James Harden. So you, you take a look at what's happening here. With uh, Will Barton here against Indiana, they're bottom ten in in the NBA in in uh, shooting guard defense, and that's because uh, Monte Ellis is basically playing position out of position all season long. He should, if they had a better situation, you know, then you could, uh, you know, or maybe they, they will uh, going forward get uh, George Hill on defense uh, against opposing uh, two guards. But I've seen George Hill pl- guard plenty of guards. Um, point guards um, as well. So it just becomes a spot where Montales isn't a great defender uh, overall, and you can, you know, make a case for, um, you know, attacking him uh, overall or attacking either spot, uh, really. I don't, you know, I don't, Emmanuel Moutier to me is is a really more of like a GPP, uh, you know, gamble overall. But he, he's a guy with the exception of this two-game spot against two of the toughest teams, you know, in their matchup has um, went, a, went a stretch of paying off uh, 5.2 X or higher in what looks like what, five out of seven games. Uh, so I, I know we're not talking about point guards anymore, but uh, don't want to throw him quickly on your radar as like maybe a uh, a cheaper value option. You know, that's a little bit more expensive than George Hill. George Hill's probably for you know dollar for dollar a better play because you you save what seven hundred dollars off of the, the two prices comparatively from January 28th. But 
just want to basically say we can get some pretty good exposure overall, to, at least in the in the backcourt to Indiana and Denver, and still feel uh, f- like fairly happy about what you, what you're going to get in return. Now, on the other side of that too, I think what we have to take a look at it, there. Here's some interesting things that are happening with New Orleans, and I just want to get your 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 overall take on what you think they uh, <laughs> you should do here with um, a guy like Bryce DeJean Jones who came out of nowhere, played 34 minutes, put up 14 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. I'm going to assume um, that I believe he is actually small forward eligible if you know if they have this available. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never even heard of this guy before yesterday. Do you, you, you have anything at all to offer for them other than this guy appeared out of nowhere? Not really, um, but here's what I will say. Oh, shooting guard eligible, by the way, on DraftKings. Yeah, here's here's what I will say because a lot of times people fall in love with these these like minimum price plays that come out of nowhere, and they're like, "Well, he can get me six x." Right. You know, we talked about this before. Like, you need around three hundred points, you know, if not more, to have a chance to take down some of these you know GPP tournaments that you play in. Sure. So if you're going to use a guy like this, yeah, maybe he does get you 6x. Maybe he gets you 20 fantasy points for 3,200 or 3,300, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is a 6x return. But now you need the other seven guys on your team to come up with 280 points to get you to that 300 mark. Mm-hmm. So you're basically asking every guy on your team to go off for 40 points. And it's not an easy thing to really look to do. So I have no problem. I use a lot of guys that are, down in that three or four thousand dollars, actually more in that four thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're using a guy down there, though, you need to shoot for more than just a minimum of six x. You know, like if I'm going to use a four thousand dollar player, mm-hmm. you know, I need him to get me like twenty seven, twenty eight points. So maybe like six x plus like two or three points in order for me to feel comfortable that he's adding value to my roster. Because even if he does go six x, if he only gets me twenty. You know, I try to shoot for 30 to 35 fantasy points out of everybody on my roster. If I can get 35 fantasy points out of everybody on my roster, that's 270. So that's like a minimum that you're going to need in order to, to be in position to cash. I mean, I had rosters last night that were 268, 269, and they didn't cash in GPPs. And some of them didn't even hold on in like a double up or a 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need – you. I feel like if you take one of those $3,000 punts – and you only get 18 points out of them. You're, you're really, yeah, yeah. You really need to get a lot out of everybody else in your roster. Like that's kind of like your, you know, like you can usually miss one thing on your roster and still have a chance to cash as long as you have one or two guys that outperforms what the what the expectations would be. Mm-hmm. And when you take these guys down here that are that price, you know, that's basically putting you in a box where the other seven guys you have better better go off because if they don't there's a good chance you're probably going to fall short of where you need to be. This is a very solid point, and uh, on point taken here. One thing I will say is um, he got you 26.5 points against a bad uh, Sacramento um, you know, defensive team at the at the two-guard position. So there's, there's that one piece of it, okay? Um, and uh, 26.5 at minimum price was you know 8.8 times value. So that's a little bit more in line with what you need for your home run play. Okay, and the second spot yes. of that – Right, so you're you're in decent shape if he does that again. The chat, the the problem is is you have zero track record for this mm-hmm. guy. I mean, he played he played a total of six and a half minutes in his career 
uh, I believe. He's on a 10-day contract. Uh, so he's just basically, you know, on a tryout basis here with, um, who am I thinking about here? Eric Gordon. Yes, with a broken mm-hmm. finger. Okay, so we have no idea if if you're rolling him into your lineup. There's a very good chance he goes back to six minutes, or he yeah. can play 36 minutes. So you really do need a limited to GPP only. The, th- yeah. the, the third thing I want to say about it too is it is a good matchup against the the Brooklyn Nets, and he held his own and play, and played fairly well, uh, you know, uh, for them. Aside from the free throws, he he, he did not shoot free, the, the the free throws well. Just two, I believe. Um, of well he. I don't even know. This says he he shot sixteen point seven percent, but I don't even know how many attempts he had overall. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that ends up yeah. taking out going forward. But I think it's at least worth considering because you know anytime you get a, a, somebody who, who out of nowhere starts playing thirty plus minutes, you have to pay attention to it on some level. So yes, yeah. well you always want to be early on those guys too. Like if you get in earlier than everybody else on them and you get them low owned, it could be the kind of thing that helps you win a GPP. Sure. I just don't think I'm going to be going in that direction on on Saturday. Fair enough. End point taken. All right. The the um, next thing we need to start, are we good here at shooting guard? Because I think I went as far as and as home run play as we can possibly go. <laughs> now I, the the only other guy I want to mention a little bit, and he's strictly a GPP play, but. In the high ma- in the high pace matchup against Denver, um, I think Monta Ellis might be in play as well. His prices come down a little bit. Um, you know, Denver's a high pace team, put up a lot of points. I'm expecting this game to have a lot of points. And you know, he's hasn't really been given us consistency, but he has flashed upside. You know, he had 53 fantasy points in the last game against Atlanta. Now, granted, it's Kyle Korver defense, but still, 53 is 53 for a guy that's. 6,600, that's like 8x upside. And there aren't many guys that can get you 7, 8x upside. So in my GPPs, I think I will have a little bit of exposure to um, Monta Ellis as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there as well. All right, before we get um, here, moving on to the small forward position, want to let you guys know here that uh, we have the 10-day trial still going on on rotowire.com here. So if you want to get invested here with our lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, yesterday's optimal lineup, defense versus position, all kinds of great stats that we have available for you for all you DFS lovers, uh, along with complete draft kits for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL. It's you can take advantage of on a 10-day free trial. Rotowire.com slash pod is the site to do, go and do so. Make sure you uh, let them know that Benny and Josh sent you, and we will certainly get a lot of value for all the hard work that um, you know the fine people uh, involved with the site itself do so. We, we, we contribute there on a very small level, uh, and you know our main thing here is the podcast. And you know the thing that you can do here is use the same information that we do for a lot of these lineups with that 10-day free, free trial. That's rotowire.com slash pod. All right, small forward up. Let's talk about what you're putting down here at the small forward position for Saturday. Yeah, we got um, a really good small forward matchup with two of the expensive guys, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James going up against each other. Um, We actually talked about this, I think it was like last week these two teams played, if I'm not mistaken. And we talked about when LeBron and Kawhi go up against each other, you know, Kawhi is such a good defensive player that he makes it tough on everybody. So I don't know if I'd be looking at LeBron James here because you don't think this is going to be one of those games where he gets you towards his upside. But Kawhi Leonard against LeBron has actually put up some pretty good numbers. Um, looking back at that last game that they played, Kawhi had 46 fantasy points, and he's doing it at about $8,000. So he got you just shy of 6X in that game. He's on the floor for extra minutes when they play Cleveland. Basically, every minute LeBron plays, Kawhi Leonard's out there because 
I mean, let's face it, there aren't many guys in the league that can slow down. Nobody can stop LeBron, but, you know, Kawhi is somebody who can definitely slow him down and, and make him work harder for his shots. So I don't hate Kawhi Leonard here, and I think he's going to be low-owned, so I really like him in tournaments. Um, coming down from him, uh, Danilo Gallinari, somebody who I like a lot. You know, again, since he's come back from injury, I think 11 of the 14 games he's had at least like 5x. Um, you know, he's the number one scoring option on that team. I expect this game against Indiana to be a little bit high pace. Yeah, the defensive matchup's not great, but you know what? Indiana's defense hasn't been as great as they had been in years past. Um, so I think Gallo is, is in play as well. And then I really like going down to Trevor Ariza against Washington. Uh, Ariza's been scoring really well lately. Washington, as we know, is, you know, one of the worst teams in the league at guarding the small forward spot. Whether Otto Porter plays or not, I know he's banged up again here. Um, should be a high-paced game, should be a high-scoring game. And again, Ariza's still pretty cheap. He's in like the mid-5,000 range. You know, he's been hitting his three balls lately. With, he's been playing a ton of minutes, so he's been getting bigger fantasy scores than we, you know, we're used to seeing out of him. So I think he's good too. And then my punt play, the guy who I've been rolling out there a little bit has been Stanley Johnson, who, you know, we talked about, I think, on the pod yesterday, how he's getting more minutes now. Um, don't hate the matchup against Toronto. I don't really love it either. It's not a, a soft spot. But this guy is below $4,000 right now. So I think he can get me 20 to 30 fantasy points at below $4,000, which I would be okay with. You know, he had 29 in his last game. He gives you 29 for 4K. That's the kind of guy that I'm talking about where, you know, you get that $4,000 player that still gets you close to 30 fantasy points and, uh, you know, saves you the salary to get the stud and also doesn't hurt you, you know, in your overall scoring. All right. Did you just talk about Trevor Ariza and the reasons we should play him? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a week ago, if you would have told me I was doing that, I would have told you you were crazy, but he's been good lately. No, I, no, I'm with you. I'm just saying, if you're going to come up with a reason, the reasons that we're here. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I had, like I said, I keep, I keep the singing to you. That's not my forte. All right. I just felt like you were talking about the, you were singing the song in verbal form for the, the reason, the reasons we should play Trevor Ariza. Yeah, I'm more a spoken word kind of guy, you know. Okay, Okay, gotcha. I I just had to put that out there. I was so out there there. I think that you were talking about Stanley Johnson as your value play, but I'm not totally sure because I was too focused about getting myself into the singing groove for Trevor Ariza. Um, Yes. Okay. I I, I was talking about Johnson. I do like him on Saturday. Johnson and Johnson. Yes, I'm with you there. uh, uh, Also um, with Stanley Johnson, we had a little pregame pep talk about how um, he might be a good play for for actually Friday's action. You're like – Friday's action, Josh. We're talking about the Saturday show. Are you going back in time? No, we're not in Back to the Future. We don't have a DeLorean. Okay, we record 36 hours in advance. And I know that we meant, I mentioned this over and over, but we're um, actually actively bringing in new listeners all the time to the Rotowire DFS podcast. And we do do this fine thing, which is um, release this show 36 hours ahead of time so people can listen. You know, Once your lineup lock happens, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm hardcore. I'm ready to roll. I've been on a roll. I want to get started on my research early. The podcast is there boom probably about by noon um pacific time no um no later than uh each and every day for you to download in your podcast feed subscribe find on rotowire.com in the podcast tab uh for you to get your research started ahead of time so that's why we are talking about how we can play stanley johnson on friday and potentially saturday uh as well so yeah i love those calls uh overall the one thing i will say here is another uh, gpp flyer and i really am out there with the flyers and this is probably 
as far out, out there as you want to be. Um, but Jeremy Grant, um, at a very cheap salary price, has been doing some serious damage, um, believe it or not. Five and a half uh, times value or better in three of the past four games. The one game was against Boston. It is a super scary matchup against Golden State. Um, but, you know, he is very, very cheap. And the other thing about it is, um, you know, whether or not he comes off the bench or or starts, which he's had, he has done both in the, in the, over the past week here overall, it may not matter too much that whether or not they blow out Golden State because um, you know Philadelphia is so used to getting blowout. It's not like they have like a, a a large sample of Team B guys that they say, all right, we're in blowout mode. We have to sit everybody else and get these other options. They basically try to keep those rotations intact, uh, you know, for for better or for worse. And you know, like I mentioned here, um, I believe for the Thursday show or or maybe for Friday, is that the Philadelphia 76ers have actually won three of the past six, which doesn't sound terribly impressive, but for them, it's pretty good. And they scored, uh, you know, 113 points or 112 points or better in, what, three of the past four games as well, uh, or four of the past five. So um, they, they are holding their own overall. I'm not telling you by any stretch that they're going to hang in this game against Golden State. But all I'm saying is the scoring has been upticked, and you can make a case for him as a super cheap punt. I would definitely limit it to GPP only because, you know, uh, it's, it's not a guy who you've is, has been terribly dependable for DFS purposes this season, but, you know, is a very nice cheap option. Uh, but... Ariza is going to be my top option. So there you have that. All right, let's go ahead and flip over to the power forward position here for the Saturday slate. Let's talk about who's going to be banging it in down low, uh, grabbing some boards. We've got Boogie. We've got your favorite cash game of all time. Um, and Brow, who's still probably injured. I think we're probably um, going to have to talk about the Rainmaker and Ryan Anderson here. Uh, what do you got for me? Yeah, I think um... – you know, there's a, a couple guys in the mid-range that I want to talk about, but I'm not playing Draymond against Philly because I think it's going to turn into a blowout. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, Kevin Love against San Antonio, and I don't like LaMarcus Aldridge against Cleveland. So if Anthony Davis is still hurt, that kind of only leaves you DeMarcus Cousins if you want to pay up. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's been very, very good, but this is not a great matchup against Memphis. Um, not because I think Memphis has guys that can stop him or shut him down. Mm-hmm. But Memphis does play at a slower pace than other teams in the league. So I, I don't think this is the greatest spot to be paying up. What did he cost last night? 11200 on DraftKings. I mean, you're paying top dollar for Boogie right now. Yes. So before we get into any of the cheaper options, I don't think I'm playing them. But do you want to make a case for why you still play DeMarcus Cousins even in, against Memphis? I mean, like I said, I don't think I'm playing them. I'm probably going cheap at power forward. But. I think we, well, here's here's the case for, for DeMarcus Cousins, okay? One, uh, you know, the whenever the Kings, the Sacramento Kings have gotten into the, uh, a spot here where um, – and they've lost three in a row. And you know how DeMarcus Cousins has to be fairly pissed because – um, he didn't get a single call his coming his way against Portland. He was just tired, and he and he played that. He got thoroughly outclassed by Ryan Anderson, who he was not guarding. By the way, I know we had this debate. Um, Willie College Stein was on him the entire game, so there was your answer for that. Um, but uh, you know, um, Omar Sheik comes out of nowhere and has his best game of the season. He's the guy who's been playing playing 13 minutes plus, plays 26 minutes, and and holds Cousins down for for three quarters. And the funny thing about talking about holding Cousins down for three quarters is he still goes for 26 and 10 with six assists and five blocks and gets you 5x there as well. So if you feel like 
um, you know, you want to, you need some exposure somewhere. I think you can actually still make a case for him in cash, and or maybe you you say, all right, I just want to have some exposure in GPPs because if he blows up once again and gets into the sixty-eight to eighty range, it's going to make it very very tough for you to ha- if you have uh, limited exposure. And on the flip side of that, we've done things like target Drew Holiday, target maybe uh, Bryce DeJohn Jones, uh, talk about George Hill, or uh, Ariza, who the price is rising, but still, you know, not a top five priced player at the small forward position. So I think you can actually come up with a lineup that still, you know, uh, is competitive, that still contains DeMarcus Cousins, and add to the fact that we've talked about the power forward position, how we hate a lot of the top options, like, you know, Kevin Love against San Antonio, Draymond in the, you know, who's that should be a 30-point game for for the Golden State Warriors in, in terms of the win potential, you know, um, and uh, Nerlens Noel, who has to face Golden State, who has been a, a popular play for us as well. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, who has to face, you know, a power forward defense for Cleveland, which is, you know, actually fairly good uh, overall. And, you know, take a look at LaMarcus's Aldridge's game log. There's a bunch of red. Everywhere he's you know only hit um, you know uh, you know above uh, you know five or six x just once in the past four games and then barely hits five x against Dallas and then you know so it's just been ugly for him overall so just not a lot of trustworthy options outside of the power for, um at the power four position Ryan Anderson is going to be a lock chalk play uh, yeah. even maybe with Anthony Davis in the lineup you'd sort of just be forced to play him overall so this is why I think that you know when we're coming up with with some of these options here you're going to have to say I might just need to play him somewhere, you know, among um, among my cash games or GPP. So I'm gonna, I'll probably come up with a with a lineup that has him on one side or the other. If I had to lean that which way, you probably are safer trying to trust him in cash games, uh, you know, because uh, you're he's gonna uh, like occupy so much salary, uh, you know, in, in terms of your GPPs uh, and your cash games. It's gonna be very tough for you to like trust him to blow up for eight x. So. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I have that situation shaken out. Does that sound reasonable to you? Yeah, no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense because like you said, you know, there's a lot of value here. I mean, we didn't even get to center yet, but there's even a ton of value well, as long as prices don't move too much um, over at the center spot. So I think you can fit him in there. But for me, I think Ryan Anderson, like you said, is, is the lock chalk option here. He's the guy that I'm going to be throwing in, in all my lineups. Mm-hmm. If Anthony Davis is out, that's the one thing I disagree with with you is if Anthony Davis is in, I can't play Ryan Anderson. Um, I know he could still have a pretty good game, but I think the upside gets sapped out of him. And I also wouldn't be expecting another 50, what did he have, 55 last he night was, or something like that. He was doing the crazy, like, Dirk Nowitzki step back turn around off one foot. Yeah, like, he, you know. he was he was putting on a clinic for the rookie last night there um, in that matchup. He was in a straight-up hot zone. It was yeah. really ridiculous overall. And, you know, just like everything was freaking going down for him. Like Larry Bird part duh, is, uh, you know, basically what's going on there. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, too, I mean, Nerlens Noel's a guy that I've been rolling out and talking about all week, but – you know, he's going to be drawing Draymond Green defense. We don't know if Okafor is going to play. I really only like Nerlens when Okafor's out. He does a good job. The reason why he's been so good when Okafor's out, for those of you who don't know, he's very athletic, so he runs the floor well and is a good, you know, partner for Ish Smith in that respect. And they've also been running a lot of the pick and roll with Ish and Nerlens. 
And, you know, again, this guy's incredibly athletic. So if Ish gets a step, he goes into the lane. You know, if Nerlens gets a step going towards the basket, Ish just kind of throws it up for him, and Nerlens goes up, goes up there and finishes. So the two of them definitely have some good chemistry. But, again, the matchup against Golden State is not something I really want to mess with. Um, wanted to get your thoughts, though, like, how do you feel, and again, it's tough to, to, to guess the minutes, but in three of the four games that he's been over as a Houston Rocket right now, you've gotten 25 to 30 points out of Josh Smith at 4K. Um, you have any interest in him on, on Saturday if you needed a price saver? Like if you needed someone to fit Boogie in, would, uh, you know, Josh Smith be one of the directions you went? I only would sort of consider him for GPPs because, uh, the fact that Washington doesn't have a great answer for, for somebody who wants to play out on the wing and jack up shots. Like, you know, you, you feel actually pretty comfortable with, uh, Nene Hilario defense against him, uh, overall. You know, but, uh, just taking a look at the, the, the actual DVP number for the season, Washington is supposed to be fairly decent overall. I think that's actually a bit more of a credit to, um, them keeping, um, the, the junkyard dog, uh, the humpyard dog in there, um, Chris Humphreys rather than Nene Hilario. So, but you know, aside from that, I, the price is just too cheap for him to ignore and they're letting him do whatever he wants on the court, which is throw up threes here. And I think you actually did see like another level of hustle from Josh Smith as of late. Um, you know, in here with some of the stuff he's had. So, I mean, we, you can't ignore 8.2, 8.6, and 6x in three of the past four games overall. So I, you definitely probably need to give it some consideration because he's been so cheap and fairly productive. And he's doing it in a, a like a 21 to 27 minute range. So he's, you know, once he's getting out the court, he's out there hustling. You know, he's providing rebounds and actually doing a fair amount of assisting there as well. So you don't need all the scoring for him to happen. Uh, there as well. I like the fact that, you know, he used to be like a, a guy who would like threaten you tr- as a triple double with blocks like back in the day. So the, just to see him have six blocks over the past four games is encouraging to me. I don't think he's that guy anymore, but you need him to sort of do that, uh, add that, you know, piece of his game into the arsenal so he can be a little bit of a safer, uh, value option. On the other side of this too, like in a similar, like uh projection and fashion uh but a little bit more higher price too i don't mind ursan Ilyasova, although he has been struggling as of late the main thing about this here is that the toronto raptors uh you know are they have uh louis scola and patrick patterson on defense uh there as well and even though the dvp numbers are fine you and i both know that if you watch the games and you see louis scola and and patrick patterson they are shutting down exactly no one from that position, if they, if they, if their their numbers look great, it's not it's it's a it's more a result of team defense and Jonas Valanciunas, and to a lesser extent, you know their their wing defense helping out uh, against for it because it's not a direct result of anything that Luis Scola or Patrick Pattersons are doing on their own. They're not great defenders overall, so I would be okay with him as a GPP. He definitely hasn't been as pro- productive as he was, you know, uh, last week from the twentieth to to like the. 14th where he was sitting there with in the 5.1 to 7.5 range and you know 33 to 41 fantasy points but this might be a spot that you might want to get reinvested if you wanted to go from a different swerve uh from josh smith and then so you know you're like man you guys are sort of out there with like guys like josh smith and ursan Ilyasova. that's because power forward stinks which is all the more reason for uh, you yeah. to figure out something with Cousins and then uh, make a strong case uh, for a guy like, um, you know, Ryan Anderson, like we said. So um, that's how I have it. Uh, it ended up shaking out overall. Um, I, I really want to do a quick check here on, 
yeah, you know what? I just can't play Tristan Thompson. I wanted to be able to recommend him overall, but you know, when you have like a, you play 28 minutes and you come up with five and five against Phoenix, you're just not trustworthy to me. The only thing you can say about Tristan Thompson, and this is why I thought I might a little step out on the ledge here with him, is he had a very nice game against San Antonio, and that is the matchup, 18 and 14 with assists and a steal. That was on his price tag 8x, and the price is basically exactly the same, 4,900 to 5k. So if you're feeling frisky, we'll put him in that category overall. You don't want to go with Iliar Josh. You don't like those plays. You can be out there with um, uh, Tristan Thompson. They'll definitely need you know front court help with whoever they roll out, but be it Tim Duncan, Lamarcus Aldridge, Boban, all those guys are you know somebody that Tristan Thompson would need to be out on the floor against. So having said that, I think we should just move on to center because Power Fort has was basically like you know give me a brown bag so we can vomit. Yeah, do you agree yeah. there? Yeah, and I, and also remember, like, you know, we talk a lot of times, or at least I know I do for the most part, talk DraftKings pricing and, you know, systems and all that. Like, guys like Miles Turner, I think, are still listed as, like, power forwards over on FanDuel, right? Right, right. Well, they yeah. yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I've been saving that play for, for the center position because, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, like, that's how bad power forward is today, though. Like, I'm trying to give you guys some options depending on, you know, what site you play on because, really – like there's not a lot there there's you know there's not a lot of other guys that I can make a case for a lot of the guys who we usually look at and have been guys who have been producing for us are just in such bad spots today that you can't justify rolling them out there yeah I agree with you there as well so you're gonna be have to be very choosy or you know feel like you're like okay I'm gonna be out there you know out there on the on the wing on the edge with my gpp plays to sort of make um the other top options uh work for yourself so gonna have to pick your poison uh before we get into the center position here we gotta uh, put a little alert out to all the business owners out there who may need a website why not do it yourself here with wix.com so no matter what business you're in wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide wix makes it easy to get your website live today you need to get the word out about your business so it all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer made customized little templates to choose from uh, you don't need a pro to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be too busy too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right. Let's talk about our stunners here at the center position for Saturdays uh, here, Benny, and uh, what you want to do up top and in the value section. Yeah, I think we should start by talking about the value section because I think that that's where most people are going to be looking, most people are going to be going, and there's a few options that you can go there. Um, I think paying up for center is actually going to be contrarian. So let's kind of switch this around and talk about the value guys first and then go up to contrarian guys we would pay up for because sometimes paying up is a way to be contrarian when everybody's going to the value. Um, the value, I think, lies in like that $5,000 range you got a guy like Miles Turner who was 4,600 last game will probably go up. He's been inserted. He was starting for a little while with Jan Mahimi, um, hurt. And then Mahimi came back. He only played 18 minutes in the, in the last game and still got you, you know, 25 fantasy points for, for 5X. He's been, that was his worst game. He's gone 5X was his worst game in the last six. Every other game has been 7X, 10X, 7X, 10X, 6X. 
And now that he's in the starting lineup, I think we're going to see about what he got last time. You know, 27 to 32 minutes. I think he can put up 30 fantasy points, and I think he can do it at 5K or below unless they really jump his price. So he's probably my favorite in a high-paced matchup against Denver, who's, you know, been pretty bad at guarding big guys. You also have uh, Willie Cauley-Stein going up against Memphis. I'm not sure how Memphis is going to match up here. Um, if they put Gasol on him, that would be bad. I think Gasol's going to see some time um, on the Marcus Cousins as well. So, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein is still pretty cheap. He's below $5,000, been giving you good returns, been playing good minutes, so I think he's viable. Um, Nikola Jokic has... 37 fantasy points in three of his last four games over on uh, DraftKings. So he's $5,000. That's giving you over 7X. I think that he's somebody you got to look at. Um, going up against Mahimi, who, again, at the beginning of the season, you know, playing centers against Indiana was something that was very profitable to do because they were having uh, a lot of trouble stopping big guys. So I think Jokic is another guy down there. And then depending how you feel, if you think a guy like Omira Seek can, uh, you know, come back and have another game like the one that he just had. He hasn't been doing it this year, but this guy was like a double-double machine, um, you know, in years past. So if he's starting to get healthy and he's going to be putting up double-doubles at, you know, what is he, 34, 3,600 the other day, I think you can look at him. Um, and that's about it, I think, to me. Those would be the four guys that I'd really be looking at at the low end. Miles Turner's probably my favorite, and I think I actually have Jokic slightly ahead of Willie Cauley-Stein based on matchup here. But those would be the three who I think you're going to see on a lot of people's rosters on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you know, the official, you know, um, watch list is out on Boban uh, Mardanovich there. I, I still don't trust what's happening here. I know that he's paid off 6X to 11X in three of the past four games, and he's done it in such a limited amount of minutes. It's crazy. He actually doubled-doubled twice in those four spots there, and he's at, you know, near minimum prices up to 3600 now. Um, and he came up with 13 and, and, and 10 in, in, in 16 minutes, which is like borderline insane, you know, mm-hmm. to him, to, for him to be that productive. The other thing that's scary, he's like a direct replacement for, um, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, basically, whenever Tim Duncan decides to step aside. So, which is sick, you know, the, I mean, he's 27 years old, so he's not a rookie, but he is a rookie or, you know, or a new player to the, you know, the, the DFS scene and to the San Antonio Spurs, but you just thought you were going to get sort of a break. You know, from like Tim Duncan retiring whenever that actually happens, which may not happen for 10 years because he seems to be a cyborg. Um, but yeah, then they have another, uh, just another monster in waiting in Boban Marjanovic. I just can't play him on right now, you know, in, in, in this particular spot because, um, you know, it, it is Cleveland and he, he, for whatever reason, he, he took a DMP against Cleveland. I don't know if that was injury related or not, but he does things like play three minutes, five minutes you know, three and a half minutes, which are scary to you. But, you know, I'm, you know what we might do is just be out there, like way out there with some some crazy cheap plays and then try to get four studs in your lineup. Like, um, you know, we'll, we'll do like, you know, Drummond, uh, Harden, uh, John Wall or whatever in one other spot, and then we'll have a, a roster that just has, you know, Boban in there with Bryce DeJohn Jones and, you know, um, you know, uh, Josh Smith and the like, and just we'll just have some home run, some ugly home run options, and you know if if, they, if everything hits, then we crush everyone. 
So I, I, I would be fine with that in GPP, but you certainly cannot trust Boban for cash. Um, aside from that, I'm, I'm definitely with you on Miles Turner. You know, we've been riding or dying with him, um, you know, f- uh, for the most part overall. I think he's been a super strong play. And if Dwight Howard does not play, I do like Mar- uh, Marcin Gortat, uh, who has been like quietly consistent. Maybe you want to limit him to GPPs, but he does have, uh, the, you know, the price is actually elevated up to 7,100 and he actually hasn't been meeting that. So I expect him to be probably about 7K ish, uh, once again. But, you know, it's going to be a great spot for you to, for him to attack somebody like Clint, Clint Capella, um, who may be the, the fill in starter for him, uh, if, uh, Dwight Howard decides that he still needs to be on hiatus, which is, uh, you know, a very, very realistic possibility. All right, and I think that's that's it for me. I'm not going to touch a sheik. I know he played well, or, or, but I would rather you know gamble yeah. on Boban playing more than five minutes than a sheik. Yeah, um, I do. I do have a couple guys that I would be willing to pay up for in tournaments um, to try to to try to be contrarian. I think Marcus All going up against Sacramento um, again. We just saw a sheik who came out of nowhere, hadn't had more than double digit fantasy points like all year, um, put up a huge number against the. You know, Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. The, the pace is really fast, and as much as we love Boogie on the offensive end, he really doesn't care much about playing defense. Um, he's been better. He's been blocking a few more shots, but guys can still put up pretty good numbers against Sacramento at the center position. Um, so I think I'd be okay rolling a little bit of Gasol out there. And then the other guy that I like is Brooke Lopez, because we know that New Orleans hasn't been able to stop centers all year long. Um, so Brooke Lopez, who's basically the entire offense for the Brooklyn Nets right now, is somebody else who I think is in a good spot. So I think you could be contrarian by rolling, you know, one of these big time centers and then, you know, maybe putting them together with like, well, Miles Turner's not going to be contrarian. I think he's probably going to be the highest owned center on the slate because of his price. Um, but I think you can put one of these other centers in there. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt if you get Gasol and Lopez at like 8% or below owned on Saturday. And I think that both of these guys have good matchups and are in good spots that if you're getting them that low owned, they're, they're at least worth a look. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's worth of shows for the Rotowire DFS podcast. Don't forget, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher all the time. You can always check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. And you can check myself out as well at Josh Hayes FS. It's at Rotowire uh, for all the season long and, uh, and uh, DFS needs across all the sports. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.